Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself, and I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Erin. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I I had like a total IT meltdown, so we lost a week there. That was so funny. Just your text messages. Because <laughs> I'm over here like, yeah, you know, with my other podcast, I'm like super, I'm three days late publishing it. And I've decided just to publish an old episode and let it go because I'm so busy. Ugh, it's too much. I don't even understand how because I only have to edit one podcast. You're editing two podcasts. And it's just like, that's too much for me. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> like everything has to stay right on schedule or I have a meltdown. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did a video today of my dog pantry, just explaining what was in there because someone accused me of like the reason why I have all the things that I have is because all these brands are paying me money or they're just sending me like big boxes of stuff. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I wish, I wish that were the case. It's like, first of all, I have to disclose that stuff. I can't just be having stuff and being like, look at what I got. I have to say, because so-and-so sent it to me. Um, but second, yeah, I wish I, it's so funny that people seem to think that, you know, because the pet industry, maybe this is why it's like, you know, this multi-billion dollar industry that pet bloggers are just rolling in money. And it's just like, no, if you look at any pet influencers with millions of followers and stuff, the money they're getting, it's not from pet companies unless it's from like Purina or something like that, but they're getting deals with car companies. That's where the money is. But, you know, raw food companies, raw food brands, they're on a budget. (laughs) They can't afford to pay influencers a ton of money and keep prices down. These are small businesses. Yeah, they can't. I mean, and everyone has access to social media and the raw food community is still a small community. Raw food brands, for the most part, seem to be very localized. So it wouldn't make sense to hire, you know, unless it's someone who's really big in the area, like some Seattle influencer for a local brand to work with them. Or if someone like, for instance, what is it? Um, BJ's Raw. It wouldn't make no sense for BJ's Raw to give me money to promote their food, especially when I don't feed it on a regular basis, It just, none of that makes any sense. And, but people don't understand that. It's just sort of like, you must think this because they're paying you. And it's like, Oh, I wish that were true. It's not how any of this works. Sometimes I do get paid, but it's like, I basically either get paid at product, which I don't encourage but I don't mind sometimes depending upon the product because when Big Barker offered to send me a dog bed, you damn right. I said, thank you. Here's my address. But, but it's just sort of like, it's, 
Yeah, I I wish. So I did the whole like tour of my pet pantry explaining how I am able to stock up on everything, which is basically I watch for sales and I have certain rules and I've stick to those rules so I can stock up on things. And my sad news this week is my beloved quail, which I love feeding quail to my dogs only because no dog has a sensitivity to quail at all. Which brings me to another really interesting thing, but one second. My beloved quail is now over $7 a pound. It went up by 32% wow. from the last time I ordered it. The last time I ordered it was probably three months ago. Wow. So yeah, or four months ago. I cannot afford quail anymore because my budget is $6 a pound at the very t- tippity top of the thing. I will not go beyond that. So quail is off the menu. But I'm happy to say chicken is back on the menu because Rodrigo doesn't seem to have a chicken sensitivity anymore. After years of not feeding him chicken, he does great on it. And I don't know. Well, I think part of it has to do with the fact that I'm getting it from a local farm. So it's not factory farm. It's pasture raised and they're they're fed really good food and all that type of thing. And bugs. They need chickens need to eat bugs. Like yes. whatever you see, like vegetarian hens, like that's a bad <laughs> sign because chickens aren't supposed to be vegetarians. They're supposed to eat a lot of like <laughs> bugs and grubs and all yeah. that. So he does really good on it. He's eating chicken this week and is not having one issue. And oh, I love wow. it. So I'm grateful for that because chicken is like the cheapest protein. Yeah, I don't like I just don't even consider that like an option. <laughs> It hasn't been for me for years. I would look at other people who are feeding chicken and just be like, gosh, you're so lucky. (laughs) I could do treats, but I could not do a full on meal. But now I can. Yeah, right now I have Nino on like, he kind of, he gets like pork most of the time and then we'll rotate in turkey or beef. But I really got to wash it with the beef because I have to like only do a small amount of beef just because it's fattier. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more calorie dense than the other ones. So, so that's, and then we do, we did a little lamb over the winter, but I wouldn't want to do lamb this time of year with him because he does seem sensitive to the warming. Yeah. I just, I avoid, like I was doing bone broth. I was emptying out all the bones in my freezer. And so I've been on this marathon bone broth for the past month. And I have some that's the, uh, lamb, but I added in either duck or pork bones to sort of cool it down. But there are a few jars, I think five jars that are straight lamb. And of course I didn't label anything, so I have no idea which ones they are. But I think for a little bit of lamb, he'll be, you know, he'll be fine. And I I also know that it's at the end. So if I start at this end with the bone broth, by the time I make it to the other end, it'll be winter time. So it'll be perfectly fine. Um, but I also mostly feed neutral and cooling proteins with the exception of the chicken. So that helps as well too. But yeah, I, this time of year in this, I mean, it's been in the upper seventies, mid eighties and we had one like 90 degree day. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Spring. I don't even think we've hit 90 yet. (laughs) Spring came and just said, Hey, what's up? And left. And then summer was like, okay. So where do you want my bags? <laughs> We've had like, a pretty good spring here, uh, I will say. <laughs> We've had rain, and but it's been cold. As it's just, it hasn't been. We did have one day of snow probably in the past month. Oh my god! Um, but it and it wasn't a day. It was like 
15 or 20 minutes of me standing at the window going, what the hell? And then it was gone. (laughs) But yeah, this time of year, I won't feed any hot proteins to, to specifically for Rodrigo, but to any of my dogs. And because they're, they're, Zoe does not like this heat and she will go outside. She was so sad. I was gardening and I asked Johan to sit like at the patio and keep me company while I was doing my, my gardening. And I want to do air quotes because everything is done. I just have to go out, you know, do a little bit of weeding here and there. And I also put mulch over everything, which makes everything grow like that. You put mulch two days later, everything is like, yeah. So, um, so I, I was doing that and he was keeping me company and Zoe came up to him and he was just, I turned to him and he just had this shocked look on his face. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, she just jumped up and kissed me. I'm like, okay. And he was like, she's never, ever done that. And I'm like, never? Because she kisses me all the time. He's like, no, she just never done that. And then she ran to the door. And I think she was just sort of like, can you please let me in the house? Because she was not like it. She does not. Uh If it's as about upper 70s, 80s, she wants to be in the AC. And so we just let her back in the house. And was Rodrigo, she just trying to get his attention? Yeah, she was just trying to get his attention because I get—I don't know if she tried to get mine, and I was just like, but she was she was laying in the shade, but then she was just like, nope, nope, this isn't going to work. And Rodrigo, he loves it, which is funny for a hot dog, but he loves the sunshine. He'll just go lay on the cold grass in the shade and just enjoys himself, rolls around and stuff. But if I tell him, hey, you want to go inside? He's like, yeah, right now, let me in. So. But yeah, the weather's been really great. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Well, I went down a nerdy rabbit hole the other day that you'll appreciate. So I think we had talked, you said bone broth, and it reminded me about histamines in bone broth and like that if you had a dog with mast cell, you might mm-hmm. not want to, you know, do a lot of bone broth. So I have a friend of mine who has a pit bull that's been having a lot of mast cell uh, tumors removed. And luckily they've been low grade, but it's like she's getting them like all the time. And, you know, she's already been under anesthesia several times and now they want to do it again. And, you know, we were having this whole conversation and, uh, and I was like, Oh, what are you feeding? And she feeds her Volhart. Oh, oh, Volhart. That's the person who creates the recipes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she feeds her Volhart, which is a freeze dried food. And I was like, I wonder if freeze drying affects histamines. Yeah. And so I went down a nerdy rabbit hole investigating this and determined that it does not, but it's yeah. actually a good thing that it prevents things from developing any kind of thing that could lead to histamines. So I was like, that is good to know. I had never thought about that before, but so it looks like she does have her on a good diet for the situation. Mm, That's really interesting. I didn't even know that about bone broth and um, mast cell and histamines. So I have a bone broth blog post that I'll have to update 
with that information. I'm so grateful because Rodrigo's still doing so well. All the dogs are doing well, but Rodrigo is still doing so well. And I keep looking at him. Okay, so this is morbid. And it's not like he's ancient. He's 13. But I feel like, you know, this is, I feel so lucky after losing Sydney and Scout that there are times when in the morning, because he, he'll pass out. And usually, you know how dogs, like, this will wake them up. They'll be dead to the world, but something, some, they'll just wake right up. Yes. Well, things will be going on and he's just sleeping. And it's not like his eyes open and then close. He's knocked out. And so a lot of times if I get up in the middle of the night or something and I'll look at him and I'll just stand there really quietly and wait for his yes. <laughs> the breath. I have done that. Yes. It's like, okay, he's still alive. Yay. <laughs> Cause I don't want to bother him. I don't want to wake him up. And I don't want to get, I'm not going to put like a mirror under his nose. <laughs> but, I that. but he's still, he's doing really well. He's eating well. He, you know, I gave him a, a sedative last night because we had a thunderstorm and he wasn't liking, you know, the change because I didn't hear any thunder, but you can, that smell, that ozone smell. Mm-hmm. And he's not a fan, of course. So he started whining. So I gave him a sedative and he was just like, yeah not straight out and it's taken a little longer for it to wear off but had a nice relaxing day today and now i'll have to do the rebalancer because i always feel bad about giving him prescription meds oh so how is nino doing he's doing good um the limp had kind of disappeared for a while it's back a little bit but not as bad as it was you know, back in like December time. Mm-hmm. But I also, we had run out of the anti-inflammatory herbs and we were just kind of seeing how he did without them. And so I don't know if it's just, it took that long to get it out of his system. So I think we're going to start adding that back in again. What are the herbs that you're adding? So it's a Chinese medicine formula called HA granules mm-hmm. that our vet said is kind of like an herbal Tylenol or type of thing, uh, like an herbal anti-inflammatory. She said it's just like one of those things that's just good to have around the house and people can take it, you know. Yeah, I think I think maybe she had had trouble getting an order in or it was on back order or something. So he hadn't had it for a while. So mm-hmm. I actually did give him the anti-inflammatory prescription that we got from the conventional vet just because he looks so uncomfortable one yeah. day. It's like it's uh, the limp I see is on his front leg, but there's something off about his rear end also. So anyway, he for the most part, you know, he still wants to go for a walk. We've been trying to do shorter walks, make sure that we're not going on the streets that have big hills mm-hmm. that we used to do. You know, we used to try to do all of those to try to tire him out, you know. Yeah. So uh, we're trying to like just do like flat walks. And yeah, for the most part, other than... You know, we try to discourage him from jumping up on the bed, but he refuses to use the stairs. So other than when he (laughs) jumps down off of the bed, he'll kind of limp for a few steps. But other than that, like, it's hard to notice unless, I don't know, you're, you know how you just, like, you know, when your dog's off a little bit, like Tim's always like, he's fine. And I'm like, he's like mostly fine, but so uh, we have chiropractor coming up at the end of the month. He goes back to the vet at the end of the month. Uh, we're probably going to look at doing a full x-ray series on him like we had done with Penny last year. But 
boy, is that going to be interesting to do because he's so uncomfortable. He just sort of shuts down. So I don't think he would be like combative or anything towards anyone. But, you know, we just it's I just know it is traumatizing for him and and try to avoid putting him in those situations. But it's like Tim's got to take a day off work. I got to take a day off work. You know, we got to go to this place. It's a whole ordeal. Penny was such a rock star. It was no big thing. And she could come to the office with me. And it was just, you know, it was one of our girls days. But, yeah, with Nino, it's going to be an ordeal. (laughs) Now, Rodrigo's, his joint issues have cleared up. I mean, he still has arthritis. But giving him the U-move for senior dogs seems to be his jam. And it's really helped him a lot. And then just, gosh, focusing more on just really thinking about, you know, the foods that I'm adding and if it's going to contribute to any inflammation, like going back to the top, when we're talking about the hot proteins, you know, staying away from things like that. I mean, he's doing really well, but also I've been adding bone broth to his diet on a more regular basis. And I think that helps as well. I've been, we do the jiggles a lot. I have so many of those. It's not even funny. <laughs> I, I do. I have a freezer full. It's so funny because every now and then I get um, an email or a note from someone that's like, you still have cure? And it's like, I have so much stuff in my freezer. It's not even funny. And I need to go through it. So it's like, I have the bone broth. My I made all this bone broth. I'll be giving it to my dogs at the end of the summer because I need to go through all of this. The cure I've had, I'm, the only thing I have left of the cure is the fermented fish broth which is easy to go through, but I, I have a lot of it. And um, I have a little bit of the cured chicken broth. And so that'll be easy to go. I could probably go through all of that in like a month because I just have little pints. Um, and then I'm going to start with the jiggles because it's just like, I well, the jiggles could stick around. It's just that the cure I've had in my freezer for two years now. For longer, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's coming up on this summer. All of them are going to be ex- expiring. So oh, okay. I don't really hold those expiration dates. I don't, they don't bother me. I'll keep something for five years, <laughs> but um, I still want to get through them. So we saw that uh, solutions is coming out with like slider patties. I saw that. I was very excited about that. I still have the rolls or the chubs. I buy, I buy a case of those. I was buying them once a month, but now I'm, I've cut it back to like probably once every other month I'll get a case of them and I just add them as a, a side dish. But I, for people, I'm curious to know what the packaging looks like for the sliders. Cause I didn't, I just saw the picture of the sliders. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm curious to know what the packaging is going to look like because I, I don't mind the chubs, but I also know to like take the paper off when it's still frozen. And then I, I, I just, I slam it on the counter and then break it in half and then put it into a dish to thaw out. And oh, then okay. I, just, I just spoon it into everyone's dish as I use it. Gosh, I love what they're doing. I'm always interested, both solutions and green juju. I'm always interested in what they're going to come up with and why, because it's like you have two companies full of people who are just so innovative and yeah. constantly thinking. I mean, no one's, so many other companies have just relaxed and it's like, this is what we got you know, and they're fine with their product line. But these two companies are just constantly innovating. And it's just like, gosh, what are they going to come up with? I mean, because solutions, have they been around for like a year or yeah, so? A little, like, hardly over a year. I mean, 
And they have an entire line and they're still coming out with stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know companies that have been around for five years and they have four proteins and they, and maybe they have it like in like the, the disc or, and the, you know, the sliders and then the, a chub or like, I know one company has sliders, meatballs and chubs, but it's still all the same protein. And I'm sure they're doing stuff, but I mean, gosh, they have supplements, you know, they have all these, you know, liquid products. And I mean, it's just astounding to the cheese. The cheese I was just thinking, I got to go chop up my cheese when we get done here. <laughs> I have one thing of cheese left. I really need to take it out. And I still have tons of cure butter that I mm. need to take out and start using. Because I, 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 I actually bought it from Chelsea, who, you know, the founder of Solutions. I bought a couple of cases just so that I can have it on hand. And I don't even know why. At the time, I had a reason why. Oh, it was for Bella because as she was growing, someone told me, I was talking to another raw food brand and he was suggesting, you know, because I I used to feed their food and he was like, you know, it's not for all life stages, add more bone and add more fat. And I was just like, I know how to add fat. Guess (laughs) and cure better. You Um, put it in your coffee. I know you have so many things that you can do with this stuff. And, but I actually never, and I think I gave her a little bit, um, I thought one, but for the most part, it's just sat in the freezer. And now she's, she's my big girl. She's about 50 something pounds. Wow. And I think she is, she's, um, Apollo's height. So she is, you know, Apollo's the biggest dog in the house. And so she's, she's the second biggest dog in the house tall, but she's not, I think he's about four inches longer than her. But she's she's his size and she's still a little skinny, mini little girl. And I have a friend of mine. He has a dog named Daryl. And Daryl is, I think, Bella's boyfriend. Oh. And so I took her to see Daryl uh, Sunday. And um, so she she just follows Daryl around. They were Daryl was sniffing around and he's sort of looking at her like and Daryl doesn't like his butt sniffed and things like that, but she'll do it. He'll be like, he'll just keep an eye on her, but he's really sweet to her. And, Aww. and yeah, she, she really likes Daryl. <laughs> so, and she has another play date coming up this weekend with, I think two of her siblings this time. So we'll see. That's so sweet. That's so cool that you guys are able to do that. I know she's, she's doing really good. It's, it's helpful to talk to other people who have her siblings to see, you know, like, is this normal? And mostly what we do is we compare behavior because all of their behavior, even though they're all in different homes, all of their behavior is very similar. Like no one likes to get in the car. Um, and, you know, we were like, cause I have to tempt her and then eventually I just pick her up and put her in the car. But when we get someplace and she recognizes where we are, then she's like really excited. Cause you know, when we go to Skookum, cause she knows all her dog friends are there and she knows this is a place she likes to go from table to table to have people love on her. She, she just, <laughs> she is so, it's so funny because she's so timid in some situations, but at this one place, she's just like, here I am. I'm adorable. Come love me. <laughs> she's so sweet. But yeah, she's, she's gotten to be really good. Her, her recall is the best recall in the house. I mean, oh, it's wow. a stand. I can like call her off of something like just by saying her name, she's running full tilt. And I just say, Bella, and she'll turn right around and come back to me. And it's just like, this is magical. It's like, is this what this feels like? Is this what they're supposed to do? (laughs) So yeah, she's doing really well. Oh, that's amazing. That's wonderful. So you mentioned pork. 
And someone commented on a post of mine about a virus that is in pork. And it's, it's actually, and I was, and she was like, and I would never feed pork and people really shouldn't feed pork. And if they're going to, they really haven't done their homework. And I was just like, you know, I can't pronounce the virus. It starts with a C though. It's not trichinosis. Yes. That's the one I'm thinking of. Is it like circovirus? Yes. That's it. Okay. It came up in, I believe, California and then maybe Michigan. It popped up there as well. But the information, you know, I asked the person, you know, because from what I understand, it's very rare and it's not something that's popped up in human grade pork. But yeah, it is something that spreads from animal to animal and it jumps animals. And it's also been found in birds as well. Um, But I asked the person for their information because, you know, things change. Something can be like out of fashion and then it comes right on back. And so she sent me the information that she had. And I didn't go any further because I, I'm always hesitant to have these conversations on social media because sometimes people can feel like you're calling them a liar. But reading the, the information on it, again, it's very rare. There's a, there was a study about it. Um, I think they tested the stool of 200 odd dogs and 7% tested positive in their stool. However, none of the dogs had any of the symptoms of the virus. And the symptoms is, you know, like, intense diarrhea and, and, um, just, they feel like crap. (laughs) That's funny. But anyway, um, but you know, it's, it's very rare, you know, and it, it just hasn't come up as an issue with feeding, you know, maybe if you lived on a farm with pigs and the pigs had this virus and maybe it can jump to your dog or if your dog's mucking around where the pigs are, I don't know. But um, as far as feeding pork to dogs, if you're getting it from a reputable source, it should not be an issue. It's great to be aware of it, but it shouldn't be an issue. And I was just sort of curious, you know, you hear these things, they get spread around and partly it's because, you know, like with trichinosis, oh, you shouldn't eat pork because of trichinosis. But then you, you tell people, it's like, well, that sort of got eradicated from the human chain a long time ago. It can pop up, but it's mostly a concern with wild pork. And I think that this may be something similar where it's a concern and all the information that she sent to me, she sent me two links and other information that I read was that it was a concern, but no one was ever able to tie a connection, make that connection. They didn't know, like for instance, if the dog had diarrhea, they said it could have been this, but they had no, they couldn't verify that that's what it was, that this virus was the cause. It was just sort of like, well, it could be one of the things. So it's, Sounds to me like another kind of fear tactic or not so much that it started out that way, but people are using this as a fear tactic because it's, you know, um, some of the information I read is for people who are out there feeding that, you know, dangerous raw food diet. Here's another thing that you need to be worried about where it's just like, should we? I honestly think that people would benefit from more content about how to read studies and kind of debunking studies. Because like one of the studies, some of the data came out of UC Davis, and it's not to say that UC Davis is bad, but they were very heavily involved in the DCM situation. So I tend to read a little bit of their stuff with a side eye. And then you also have to look into who is behind this, you know, the people who are involved, who else did they work with, and try to ascertain what their motive might be in sharing the information that they're sharing, which for the average, you know, dog owner, that's just too much work. 
it's just easier not to feed pork than to go through all that homework. But because pork is a big part of my diet or my dog's diet, I went ahead and did the homework. Yeah, I was trying to just look this up real quick. And some of what I'm seeing is like the primary way it's spread is through contact with feces and urine. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that ingesting it doesn't. But again, with humans anyway, I think proper cooking, handling and cooking would be fine. Yeah. I would want to look up a little more just because usually, you know, all of our raw foods are frozen. Something that I read, they stated that this was something that couldn't be killed through freezing. No, no amount of freezing would kill the virus. And that's, but the problem with that is that they made this leap from it, the normal way that they know that it's transmitted. They were trying to connect it to a raw diet, but everything within that realm was just supposition. It was, there was no facts or anything. So, and I think the thing that's frustrating is that they will have a title of, this popularity of this, you know, fad diet, blah, 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 pork, virus, diarrhea, da, 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 death. And no one actually takes the time to sit there and really read, right. you know, cause I, I won't read it word for word, but I definitely look at who's involved. If there's any type of association with any of the big kibble companies that's related to it, how many dogs were involved and where it was. And I would even take that a step farther and say, um, you know, I would Google the doctor's names that are on the study and just see what comes up. If they're just an academic at a university, okay, great. But there's a lot of these doctors who work for these companies where they basically are hired like – the beef industry hires them to put out studies showing how great beef is for yeah. you and the dairy and, you know, and there, there's these couple different like expert companies around the U S. So I try to see like, is this, are they associated with any of these companies? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, not only like I would take it, a, I take it a step further and look at like the, the names of the doctors too, because a lot of times they don't necessarily disclose like, oh, if it says this was paid for by blah, yeah. blah, blah, arena company. But like, I've just learned so much <laughs> over the years about how dirty, dirty this can be uh, and how they hire people and they, they fund through uh, so many different ways anyway. And I've seen studies where they've had so many mistakes where it like borders on just dishonesty. There is one study that, and this was, I think during the DCM um, towards sort of like when it started to settle down, there is a study that came out and they were talking about, they listed raw brands and they talked about, you know, Darwin's and they were like, and they listed their, the proteins and they listed pork. And I was like, Darwin's never had a pork brand. And they're like, oh, well, they did, but they got rid of it. I'm like, nope, they didn't. They really didn't. It's like, I've been a customer for a decade. No. It's like, and if you want, I can call Gary up right now and ask him. I mean, so, but no, it's not an issue. It's like, they've had their core brands. I think they brought in lamb for a period and then it went away. But um, no, it's pork has not been one. And, and once I saw that mistake, I think I was going over it with Dr. Kozier and once I saw that mistake, and it just popped out to me, Dr. Kozier found like a ton more. I mean, it was astounding. And I mean, she did this in front of me. 
where she was just like, boom, boom, boom. And just all of these mistakes that she picked out. And, you know, and I think that partly it's because, you know, again, we're looking at things, we're just suspicious. But um, what I saw that came from that, and I don't know if it came from this study, because maybe they got their same information from the same place, another uh, actual raw food branded but there's a raw food brand in 2020 because I, I had a lot of conversations while going on super long walks in 2020 <laughs> randomly. And so I was talking to this raw food brand and the owner, he's a really nice guy and he's on the East Coast. And I I think I said something I, on their social media about how I didn't like their comparison page because they were comparing comparing themselves to other brands and it wasn't an apples to apple comparison. So, and it's just like, and I thought it was very misleading and I commented and he actually reached out to me and said, let's talk. And so we talked about it and I was telling them, it's like, you have some, a lot of misinformation on your website. And I pointed out, it's like, you say, well, this brand has this, they was like, they've never had that protein and so on and so forth. And he was just like, no, they have. And I'm like, I swear to God, they did it. I was like, you can call Gary up. He'll tell you, you guys aren't competition because you guys have different proteins. And I, I said, it's like the reason why you're not an apples to apples is because you only offer venison. And these, and you're comparing yourself to brands that offer all these different proteins. It's like, you don't have to because none of these brands offer venison. You offer venison. So let's just focus on the venison rather than, you know, it's like, you don't need to compare yourself to other brands. It's like, no one, I was like, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people are loyal to one single brand because not every brand offers everything that is going to support every single dog. So, and it's good to just rotate. It is. Speaking of rotation, and then I have to go pick up dog food. You tried the green juju freeze dry. Yes, I did. In the pork. Ah, look at you. <laughs> so there's a lot I liked about it. It's like, it's kind of fun. I don't know because <laughs> it, it's been so long since I've had any little pieces of any, you know, thing like the dried pieces in the bowl. Uh, Nino loved it. You know, I was like wondering if he would be like, what is this? But, you know, he ate it right down. But, you know, he's a big guy and, you know, it only lasted us a couple of days uh, with the bag. So I guess that would be my only, uh, you know, downside is uh, it might not be super cost effective with big dogs. Yeah. But, you know, it was super easy to use. He really liked it. You know, it's green juju, so I trust it. So, you know, it's definitely something maybe every once in a while we'll throw in the mix. When I saw the bags, because they're at my local pet store, I knew just straight off the bat that, I mean, it'd be perfect for my cat, but he is very, I'm always afraid to try new things with him because I've, I have him on two brands and he's been on these brands for years and I just don't want to rock the boat. And it's Quest, freeze-dried and small batch freeze-dried. And I alternate between the Quest pork and the small batch chicken. And if I go and get Quest chicken, he looks at me like I've just broken his heart. It has to be the pork. But with the um, green juju, I thought that I could use it as like a meal topper, but especially as training treats. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, or or because it's something that could be done rarely, if for some reason I need it to be away for the entire day with my dog, because I do want to not so much travel, but just go places with Bella. 
I can have food. So if I get stuck or, you know, I have food on hand, so this is what she can eat. Or if if I'm going out of town for a couple of days, this is something super easy that someone could feed. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I, I like about it. The small little bites, I really prefer um, bigger bites for my bigger dogs, Mm. because when you are feeding these small things as training treats, by the time you're finished training, your hands are just drool city (laughs) because my dogs, they, you know, Apollo will take things gently, but the rest of my dogs sort of, so does Rodrigo, but the girls pretty much like feel the need that they need to take my hand a little bit too. (laughs) And so it's just like, there's just drool everywhere. But I think that I, I want to give it a try. I want to, um, I don't know which one it is. Is it the, is it the duck? There's a duck one, but it's a duck blend. Is it rabbit with duck heart or something like that? Or is it pork with duck heart? Yeah. I think it's rabbit with duck. Yeah. I think I want to give that one a try because rabbit is so expensive to source, but it would be nice to just have something just to throw in as a cooling protein for, for Rodrigo. He'd, he'd get in, he'd get a kick out of it. Well, I'm off to, to Albany here in a couple of days. Yes, you are. I'm so excited because last year I just loved the, you know, the wrap up or, you know, when you talked about the gift basket, because I was just like, oh, what? I mean, basically by the end of that episode, I was like, I'm definitely going next year. <laughs> it's next year now and I am not going, <laughs> but I am going to Redefining Pet Health, which you're not going to. Correct. So <laughs> we got East Coast, West Coast covered. Yes. So we got it covered. Between the two of us, we got the entire country covered. <laughs> so we'll have a wonderful trip. I'm excited. I will give you a full report next week. Take tons of pictures. I, uh, yes. I'm not as good about that as I should be, but I'm trying to be better. <laughs> oh, my veterinarian is actually going. So I'm really excited to like, hang out with her like that. Yeah. Nice. I know I had that fun with Ember one year I went to a blogging conference and she's not my veterinarian, but she's the veterinarian who helped me get started with raw. It was her and Dr. Judy Morgan, but it was Dr. Kathy Alanovi. She's mm-hmm. retired now. And I remember speaking and looking out and thinking that's Dr. Alanovi. I was just, it was like Santa. I mean, I was so excited to see her and it's, it's funny for you and I, like our celebrities, the people that we get excited for are like, you know, the Dr. Connor Brady and, you know, the Dr. Judy Morgan and just the people who know so much and are sharing so much information. And it's just like, I think it's kind of cool because these people are also accessible to us. So it's like, we can actually have conversations and it's just, it blows my mind. It's so much fun. So I'm excited for you. Yes. And if anybody is is traveling and needs anything to listen to, I had Ruby on the Believe in Dog podcast this week and telling us all about Real Dog Box and Feed Real. And we get all the good sound effects and everything in her story. (laughs) (laughs) She told this great story about how her and her mom tried to sneak a cat into her house when she was a child. And her dad immediately started sneezing and knew right away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will definitely be listening. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it was interesting just hearing how, you know, her and Turk discovered Raw and how it helped uh, their dog and, and how it's led to this whole big career for her. So I know. I mean, and what they've career. done, I'm I'm starting the um, the next level program. Oh, wonderful. 
in June. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that and, and getting my certification. I don't plan to, to monetize it. I'm just really excited to learn and, and get involved in that. And gosh, it's going to be so much fun. So yeah, I got it all signed up. That's I want to send that to. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'll be promoting the hell out of it. So people are going to probably get tired of me talking about it, but it'll be probably my entire content for the month of June because that's what I'm, I'm I want to finish it in 30 days. You have a year, but I want to finish it in 30 days. All right. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, have a great trip and I will talk to you when you get back. All right. Until next time. Bye guys. <laughs>